hello and welcome to the Battle College podcast. This is episode number 12, uh, recorded October 8th, 2013. Um, we have a great topic tonight. It's probably the one that I've been most excited about for a while. I think it's going to be real exciting. Um, it's called Your First Game. And Will, why is it called Your First Game? <laughs> so our guests this evening are Sherman and Liana Sanders, um, who played their first game, uh, what was that, a week ago? Week two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, it was Heart of the Highlands, um, and uh, we just wanted to have them on and sort of get their impressions of their very first IFGS game and and uh, see what interesting and astounding things we can find out that none of us knew before. <laughs> no, no pressure, seriously. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, I will take the first question. Um, so have either of you LARPed before? And if so, like, where have you done it? Like, when was it? Have you been doing this for a long time? What's sort of your background with LARPing? I have absolutely no experience with LARPing at all, other than playing True Dungeon at Gen Con about a month ago. So oh, sure. it was first time for me. I will fully admit that I've kind of avoided it for many years. Um, but I told him one shot, we'd give it one shot, and I would try it out and see how I felt about it. And and that's how we ended up there. So I think he, he wanted to find something he thought that I would like as much as anything. Sure. I, I totally understand that. I, I had my I got my wife to try out some games, too, for very similar reasons. So, <laughs> so why why were you avoiding it? What what about LARPing? I mean, we'll get more into this later, but where why was it that it was something you were trying to avoid? Um, I think that I thought I had an impression that it was more going to be just going out and beating each other up with weapons, which while that's fun is not really what I want to do with my entire day on a weekend. Gotcha. Um, and so it just, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect out of the whole thing. And in general, getting dressed up in costumes is not really my thing. Thing. I, I don't really even dress up for Halloween or anything, so it's not. I, I wouldn't say it was necessarily my forte. So, um, but yeah, I told him he could have one shot to make me like it or not. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, oh. And I don't think we're we're going to ask this question later, but I don't think we're going to ask it yet. But be ready. We're going to ask whether it worked. Sure. <laughs> so just be ready. And Sherman, how about you? Um, so I've done a little bit of LARPing in the past. I, I, as a kid, we built our own LARP and, um, you know, there wasn't nearly as safe, but we had just as much fun, uh, even though there was occasionally blood and bruises to go along with it. Um, but it was, it was a blast as a kid and something I always remembered enjoying. And I've, I've done a couple live action events without boffer weapons, um, over the years, but nothing that I really got heavily invested in, or I even found super interesting. Um, so I've done a few things, I guess. Sure. This sure. is this was the first uh, time I've ever been to an actual like buffer weapon LARP event. Okay. Right. And how did you hear about IFJS? Uh, <laughs> did Did you go looking? Did you? Not exactly. I I um I belong to a face group. Uh, in Fort Collins for the, I think it's, uh, what is it? The amp guard or something. And, um, I, I just followed one of their links to another link that led to you guys. So it wasn't anything that I was really looking for, but I, I always keep an eye out, I guess. Fair enough. Okay. And so what was your first impressions of, of IFGS? Like when you were coming into it, what were you sort of expecting and, and, and what did you first think when, when you first started the game? Or we're getting ready for the game or prepping or all that? So I guess my, my first impression that it was that it looked like a really fun group. Um, just getting on the on the Facebook, I was really impressed that, um, you know, as diverse, like, age ranges, diverse, um, you know, uh, group of people. And everybody seemed really positive. Um, one thing I've seen on other groups is a lot of uh, kind of negativity and, you know, people who are kind of down on each other, you know, trying to, you know, berating each other for not coming out for events rather than being excited about going out for events, which is really what I saw with the IFGS. It seemed like everybody was actually really excited to be a part of it. So that was really nice. Um, I, I had some, uh, it was kind of challenging figuring out exactly what the event would look like and how much pre preparation I had to do, um, to, to get ready for it and so on. But, um, 
you know, uh, talked to the DIA and she was extremely helpful and, in, in, you know, kind of educating me and helping me figure out all that stuff. So it was, that was, uh, that's really where I, I got all the information I needed to know that this was really something that I thought would be pretty cool. So, um, great. I, I think, you know, that you just brought up that problem of not knowing really what to expect. And unless you have a lot of experience LARPing and maybe, you know, you're familiar with the different types that are out there, I think this is a common problem and, and maybe something that we need to look at as an organization on how do we um, advertise ourselves a little bit better, you know, whether it's a short video or – because I think that's a, a, going to be a problem for any new person coming into this is they don't really know what to expect. So we actually have a video. Did you know that, Mike? I do I admit I haven't seen it for the, like it was like six years ago that it came out, right? Uh, no, well, yeah, maybe that long, but <laughs> it was a class project of um, right, exactly of Rays, yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. Okay, so you guys played in uh, in Heart of the Highlands, um, and uh, I think we'll start off with what did you like and dislike about it, and then we'll actually get into the the question that that uh, Liana brought up earlier, and that is, is Heart of the Highlands going to be her last game? <laughs> so, okay, so let's, let's start with this. So what, what, did you, what did you like about it? What did you dislike about it? Um, I really liked how story-intensive it was. Uh, since I really didn't know what to expect, I didn't look at almost any of the stuff before we went. I pretty much just told him to tell me what I needed to bring and do, and, and I would do that. So I didn't read much of anything and didn't do much of anything. Um, but of course I've got, I know some of the amp guard guys, which are pretty much just beat each other up with weapons. And I know some of the SCA guys, which are way over the top, super involved. And so I really <laughs> wasn't sure which end of the spectrum it was going to be. And it was really, um, it was really unclear. Yeah, exactly what we were walking into. But so I was pleasantly surprised that it was literally what I would envision, I guess, to be a live action role playing game. If I were to design it, can, so, can I interrupt you for a quick second? Sure. So when you talk about those amp guard guys just beating each other up, I don't know if you knew this, but William and I were those people for 10 years. We were in amp guard, <laughs> and that's what we liked. We didn't role play. I mean, we still did a little IFGS on the side, like when we came over here, but I just liked, you know, whatever you, you imagined William being, and, and I, you didn't see much of me as the producer. I was sort of running around in the back, but that's, what, that's exactly what we are. So <laughs> anyways, anyways, keep going. Yeah, and that's all great and fabulous, and I do some of that on the side, but yeah, just uh, not my primary focus, but I really enjoyed, I, I was really surprised by how much story there was. I don't know, I guess I was expecting maybe one or two different encounters or something, and then, but there was a lot of training in the beginning, which was fantastic, because if you guys just had sent us out there to do whatever we were going to do, we would have been lost, um, but yes, yeah, so there was good training in the beginning, and I was really enthusiastic about I loved the puzzles and stuff that's totally right up my alley and so we had a good we had a good time with all that it was a good diversity it seemed like there was a little bit of something for everyone and no two encounters were the same and and so it was it was a lot of fun excellent excellent Sanders, Sanders? I mean Sanders <laughs> Sherman <laughs> yeah so, so I um you know I was I was really impressed from just a um production standpoint like how how well everything went together like i was really impressed by the level of communication that the game masters had um that everybody seemed to know where they were at and what they were doing yeah um, i could not believe how many people were involved in this i do not know what i was thinking but i guess in my head i expected you know five people or something like that would be out there running this thing for the day and that's not at all what this was there was I was impressed by how many people and how much stuff there was, all the right. different, uh, you know, everything from the gold with the little pouches and, and to the, the whetstones and yeah, everything right. like, way more than I expected, I guess. Fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like that because this is, was what we consider a low production game. You need to come to one of our high production games. Right. So I'm, I'm really excited that, that you, that you enjoyed that part of it. So what didn't you like? And be honest, you're not going to hurt our feelings, and nor are you going to hurt the listening audience of like four people that listen to this. So please, <laughs> I mean, what was sort of what let you down, or what was like? Oh, I wish that could have been a little bit better. You know, honestly, nothing let me down. That there were um, there were game elements that I would alter slightly. Um, I found the the level of introduction to be very challenging. Um, it, it was a lot to learn very quickly. And a lot of, uh, 
And, and then there are just little tweaks that I would have personally made to the game, but that's always that's something I do with every game. That has nothing to do with. Sure. And, and you're talking about like the rule system, or are you talking about the story and the plot and all of that? Everything. Everything. <laughs> okay. He's right. He does that with every game. I'm going to nail you down. What's What's one thing game. that you would change? It, like the the one thing that you it, if it was your baby, what would you choose? Uh, are you talking about uh, rule system or anything? The the biggest thing or the thing that comes to mind the first, you know, at the beginning. Um. Probably the. Probably the one thing I would change would be the counting. Uh, there's a lot of numbers in the game, and while I, yeah, it's it's a challenging thing to make a a game that mimics a role playing game uh, without the hit point uh, type of mechanic. It's a, just a lot to keep track of, and there's a lot of terms. Um, we only had one real encounter that really involved magic, and I could tell that in a in a uh, a, a higher level game that would have been completely overwhelming. Um, that where where that's like every encounter is tons of magic and there's lots of lots of stuff getting thrown back and forth and um, I yeah yeah <laughs> Understood, yes I agree with that I think that there was a lot of us standing there trying to count down okay how many points did we have and how much of it was armor wait did they say magic um, you know what what exactly just happened there and then I'm standing in the middle of a field trying to figure out what the heck is going on and then somebody runs over and just smacks me um, <laughs> and so. That that was a little bit hard to follow. That's great. Yeah, that's sure. that's great feedback. And and actually, I agree with you. I mean, it's yeah. The the math in in IFGS has always been one of the trickier uh, trickier pieces of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So and and as you as your GM, I saw that you obviously had some sort of preconceptions about what the game was gonna be like. So I, I mean, I, I sort of heard that you, heard you say you thought it was gonna be many fewer people. That it was going to be sort of mostly combat. Was it? Was there anything else that you you were expecting to see, or that you were afraid to see that that didn't show up? Um, no, everybody was really friendly and outgoing. I think as a you know, I do a lot of nerd activities, and you always worry about them, about the group, and how the group is going to perceive one as a girl, and then two just as a new player, um, and how open and encouraging they are about that and everybody was super friendly and really understanding especially all the guys you know laying around in the weeds while we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on after combat and stuff and <laughs> sure um, everybody was super accommodating while we're yeah fumbling around trying to figure all this stuff out but um so yeah i think that was that was my that's generally my primary concern and then of course not knowing sure. a whole bunch coming in i, I don't know maybe because i'm a more prepared than average type of person i guess walked into this not really knowing what was going on, which is an uncomfortable scenario for me. <laughs> so, totally. Um, but yeah, everybody was super friendly. So, it, it um, so as an interesting fact for you, um, I, this may be for the first time ever, but it looks like from our voting rolls that we are now more than 50% women. So, wow. Yes. So you, you, that, that isn't something you should worry about. <laughs> yeah, we've been creeping yeah, that's up. That's unusual for these hobbies. We for LARP for IFGS, we we write a lot of games, and we used to write primarily male roles. And we went through a few years there that we just we kept having all these females come out, and they're like, "Oh, I really want like a really heavy, intense role playing role. Can you you know do you have something for me?" And we had to write more and more and more female roles, and and it's just been growing for the years, which is awesome. Um, it's we've had some amazing uh, people, both fighters and actresses, sort of be able to play all these roles. So, but it's it's been a, a gradual shift over the last, I think, probably five years that we've seen so many women come out. Definitely, and. And I've done a fair bit of research into female-oriented events and stuff, and I know that preparation and understanding what they're walking into is a big thing with that. I would think that going back to kind of the question you asked him about if you could change one thing. Now, I didn't look at all the stuff going in, so I don't really know, but I would have loved like a quick cheat sheet of everything you need to know. We were reading the PDFs on our phones going down there trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And, right, and, right. Maybe just like a quick synopsis of how long you're going to be here, the equipment that you need to bring. I mean, are we talking about like full costumes or if somebody just brings a cloak, is that a-okay, you know, with their (laughs) jeans? You know, that kind of thing is what we were really unsure of. We actually had 
a ton of clothes and walking in, we weren't really sure about how much we were going to wear exactly, depending on what scale everybody else was at. In fact, the other girl who came with us had an entire trunk full of costumes. Um, (laughs) That is so awesome. Yeah. And she wanted to see what she needed to use and stuff. And so we just brought a bunch of stuff, really not sure if we were just going to throw on, you know, tunics for everybody or if we were going full gear or what. So uh, Yeah, I think that for me, at least, that would be the one thing that I would love to see is some sort of, here's your one or two page synopsis of everything you need to know walking into this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a fact. Yeah. (laughs) So we get the impression that you've checked out some other games, like you you definitely mentioned Amp Guard and SCA. What was your experience like there? And, and, And did both of you go check it out? Or Sherman, was it just you? Um, you know what, I've, I have not... I wouldn't say we've checked them out so much is just with our line of work and stuff, we've encountered people. Yeah, so sure, sure. we know SCA people, we know amp guard people. Um, yeah. It's not so much that we've intentionally gone to any events that they right, posted right. or tried. It's just, we just know the people that are around. Okay. Yeah. And, and, like, and like I said, I've I, more than anything, I've looked at been on their Facebooks and stuff and just tried to kind of keep a, keep tabs on the group, see if anything really is interesting going on or, um, so it hasn't been, I don't know. I've, I have not sure. seen anything that really interested me over the years. And, and I've, I've thought that call since I moved to Colorado 16 years ago, I thought this would be a great area to, to run LARPing events. I, like I said, I always remember loving it as a kid. Um, and just the, the diversity in terrain and, you know, it's a fun area. So sure. Lots of- well, well, and, and you run a, a game star, right? We do. We own Griffin Games and Comics in Fort Collins with a new branch in Cheyenne now. Wyoming. So the um, I can't actually remember what the name of the old store was, but uh, there used to be a game store up in Fort Collins that was basically the Amp Guard's the Amp Guard headquarters. So it's it's definitely doable. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if that was the store because we had bought it from somebody else and so and the name was different and i'm not sure if that was him or not and amp guards kind of died down in our area since then i think probably Um, yeah but yeah i think it definitely used to be bigger before we owned the store right Um, but yeah that's kind of the place where we do encounter all sorts of different hobbies like this and stuff and all the different people that do them so we are familiar with all these things right okay so for uh, for Sherman, the next question is, what are you looking for in your in the next game? And for Liana, the next question is, is there a next game? <laughs> okay, so for me, I my next game, I just more of the same, honestly. I mean, I had a, I had a lot of fun. Um, I I really I don't have uh, huge expectations. Uh, we've we've been going back and forth on the Facebook for a while about um, uh, getting a getting a game going in Fort Collins. And I think that would be super exciting. It, it looks like it is happening. I think it's going to be in May. Okay. Uh, but yes, I think, I think John is planning on running Sable pass up there in May. So cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. I honestly, I, I, uh, as long as I've heard about LARPing events, I've been trying to come up with something that appealed more to me. Um, and and this was really it. I never I never thought of running something in this way, and it, it makes perfect sense. So, yeah, I'm excited to excited to see the the future and playing. All right, Liana. Um, yeah, I definitely plan on playing again. This was a great time, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I have a whole slew of friends, uh, female and male, I think that would all like to come and. Um, all of our employees at our game store, of course, want to participate. It was actually kind of a competition to see who, which of them could get the day off to come with us. So um, <laughs> they're all looking forward to having it up in the area where they don't have to come as far and stuff. And, and multiple of them want to try it out, even if it's not here. So um, I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. And I, I'm actually excited to get a little bit more involved. I've been working quite a bit, and I'm kind of looking for a fun new thing to do that's a good time. So this sure. is so, yeah, yeah, it was a good game. It was a lot of fun, and, and I'm looking forward to being more involved even in the future. Fantastic. Yeah, very uh, – so it sounds like that you might have <laughs> – sorry, my cat is messing around with my keyboard here. <laughs> Hitting buttons he should, she should not hit. Anyways, um, it's, so it sounds like that you might 
also have some other people in your store, other customers and people that you've you've made, uh, friends that you've made. How do you sort of think that you can get them involved? I mean, do you think that there's like five people? Do you think there's more than that? Do you want to see regular games up in Fort Collins? What, what are you sort of thinking? I think long term we would love to have a branch up here and do a bunch of events up here. Um, we do not have a small game store. We actually have a relatively large store. Sorry, I would sorry. Constantly... I've not been to no. the store, I admit. No, and, and uh, all stores are different sizes, actually. Well, and our Cheyenne store is tiny. It's brand new. So, um, But our Fort Collins store, I would I would actually hazard to say we could, we could pull a good 30 to 60 people, if not more, that – uh, long term. L- yeah, long term. Sure, Maybe not for the first event, but I think that we could really get people going. And our crew is really enthusiastic, both our staff and our customers and our friends. And um, so they have a good time. And, and Sherman hasn't mentioned it, but his superpower is kind of getting other people enthusiastic about things that he wants them to be doing. So, um, <laughs> I, and, yeah, and I think that's the main thing is enthusiasm. That's how you spread, you know spread anything is just enthusiasm well about it. Uh, you know will mentioned that our next game it looks like it's gonna be may unfortunately you you came at a very bad time but this seems to always happen is what happens is ifgs is really active in the spring through the summer and into the fall and then we sort of shut down for the winter we do some room games and some some maybe some fighter practices but unfortunately um we, what we were noticing is we were getting all of these people interested at the end of our season. So the last couple of years we've been doing a, a newbie, a novice game at the end of the season. And uh, I wish we could have another game for you guys. Cause I, I wish, you know, to give you guys more of that excitement, more of that enthusiasm and keep it going. But um, unfortunately it probably looks like we're gonna have to wait till May. Well, yeah. I mean, January, uh, January will have some, um, some room games in Millican. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're pretty far from us. Yeah. Millican's yeah. Yeah, 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but those games are going to be mostly plotless, meaning it's, you know, it's got a magic shop, it's got a bar, it's got some people to interact with, there are other play, you know, you'll be able to see all the other players, but there isn't a lot of actual, like, help, sure. I need you to go save the world. Um, sure. But there is some, there is some, so... Yeah it's nice for people just to go and get comfortable with a group and see that they actually are nice normal people and and have a good time and stuff so i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i think we can probably bring a handful of people and start spreading the word that we're trying to get some more stuff in fort collins and i think that in and of itself will be a good time well and hopefully we can also introduce uh some some plot lines, you know, for the upcoming summer. Some of our game writers and, and tend to do these in these room games where they start to introduce lore and, and story so that when the games come around, you you understand a little bit about what's going on and whatnot. So hopefully we can have a little bit of that. Definitely. I think it sounds like good fun. Great. Well, I think now we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we've got the five questions for our guests. So hold on tight. All right, and now we're going to move on to the famous five questions. Um, so I understand that you guys have only had one game, so some of these m- may make more or less sense. Um, but we'll ask each one, and each of you can give your answer, and and we'll kind of go from there. So, all right, Mike starts off. Okay. Since I have no idea what classes you actually played, uh, I'm going to ask this question. You guys are going to teach me a little bit about your experience. But what is the best class in I've Jess? <laughs> well, I've played a, a rogue. Well, I guess it's not quite a rogue. Rogue's the – anyway. Um, and I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of diversity. I could, you know, do I dual-wielded and used a bow and, and stuff. So I had a good time with that. I don't know what the best class is, though. <laughs> Sherman? <laughs> yeah, so at the moment, it's probably night. That's what I played. It was a lot of fun. It was nice to have uh, have uh, some ideals and stuff going into it, so I kind of had a kind of built-in personality there. Um, but, yeah, I, I have no idea for what's best. It, it was fun. William, <laughs> do you want to answer the question? Well, so this is actually so. Normally, there is a correct answer. Normally, the correct answer is night. <laughs> and the night reason is, why is night is the best class. Yeah, That's it's boring. I know it is, but they're, it is. they're, they're incredibly overpowered, and and yeah. Impact, but yeah, go ahead. Here's the problem: you guys actually played in 
uh, a playtest rules system called AAP, in which knight is not the best class. <laughs> so it's actually an opinion question for once. Uh, normally, the people we're talking about this with have, have played in both AAP and 7.0 games, just to be confusing. And in 7.0, the answer really is just knight. So we, so we will, ex we will accept both thief and knight. In the new version of the rules, is what is the best class? Have you guys determined one yet? I, I, we, there are lots of arguments about it. It, it might be fighter. Yeah, uh, I think fighter might be the overall most powerful, or just raw sheer power in combat. Um, Thief is really, really good with backstab. Um, and I saw you get off a few backstabs, and you were pretty devastating in the, in the fight against with the, uh, the two zombies and the three women. Until I got murdered, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, until then, yeah. Yeah, I got a fair number of backstabs in. That was fun. Yeah, but I think I think you're right, Will. I think Fighter is probably the overall best. And actually, I saw her get in the very rare backstab, five seconds backstab on the same person while still following them. Uh, that <laughs> Why was... did that person not turn around? You know well, that person had a zombie on a leash. They were busy. Oh. Yeah, what's more than funny than anything is, is fighting in tandem with your wife. That's pretty awesome. It's a good experience. The guys did a good time of distracting people. They're much more intimidating looking than I am. Especially especially Jeremy. Jeremy, he definitely had the yeah, Jeremy's had attention on him. <laughs> yeah, with his foot-long beard, looks like a wild man. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Okay, William, what's the next question? All right, so this is going to be a really hard one. What... Is your favorite IFGS game that you've played? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to think about that one for a little while. No, good. I'm gonna go with Heart of the Highlands. Yes. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay, okay. Um. So, if each of you, you've only played one character so far. So this this one will be sort of something to think about for the future. If your favorite character had to die, how would you want him or her to go out? Oh, that's hard. I don't know, since I don't really for, know all of my options. Yeah, for me, it'd be heroically holding a horde of monsters at bay while the rest of my party escaped or something. That'd be awesome. Sure, of course. That's, that's, that is the night answer. <laughs> I want to jump through a million tripwires and, and have one of my teammates accidentally set off a trap and stuff, and then I, I die in the center of it. <laughs> oh. But not of my own fault. So, funny story. So my, she should play with Galen. My main character is a thief, and I played this character a few times, and William and I were on a team earlier this, this year playing a game, and we were going through a place with a whole bunch of trip wires and pressure plates and things like that. <laughs> dozens upon dozens of them. And every single one I'd be like, oh, there's a trip wire. Ignore that. You know, duck under it. And Galen, his character, his knight, would come up and trip it and it would shoot me. Like this happened four <laughs> times or something during the game. It was hilarious. So Yeah, I, I, I never got hurt by the traps I was accidentally setting off. Every time it managed to hit hit Mike's thief. So I think I think you have the perfect idea there. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, I'll ask it again and, and, and again think about it maybe more for the future. But what is the one thing you wish you could change about IFGS? It could be anything. It could be rules. It could be story. It could be logistics. What is one thing? I would have some sort of intro synopsis. Here You're coming. Here's your one or two pages of everything you need to know, what you should bring. What did you, you need to be aware of? Primer. Did Sherman pass any of that on? Because I definitely... I, go on, I go informed on. them as, of everything I learned. Um, yeah, but it wasn't, like, written out or anything. Okay, well, because, yeah, because, I mean, we had... There was the email that said, like, you know, make sure to bring water, make sure to, you know, sunscreen and bug spray and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so for me, I was a bit confused. Was interesting, you know clothing and gear and and then right, carrying sure. a backpack and then we're supposed to be ready to fight at a moment's notice and as you know i was carrying a bow and <laughs> yes and it would not have been terribly easy for me also to have a bag of gear with me which i could have done i just i you know not knowing what i was going into exactly totally. um now i have a better idea that i'm gonna have like uh, you know, a yeah. fanny pack or something like that with stuff in it for me. Yeah, and some of the questions I didn't even ask were like, how long is the event going to be? Like, it's, I was really right. shocked 
we were there for four hours. I was really yes. expecting like an hour and a half or maybe yeah. two. I don't know if he told you that. We set up um, babysitting for our kid and our puppy um, for about two and a half hours. And so we called them midway through and said, we are just, you know, we're already supposed to have left at this point. So um, it's going to be a while longer yet. But yeah, <laughs> we, he had no idea of the concept of time. And thankfully, none of us really, really had to be anywhere else. So it worked out well. But Oh, I'm so right. glad to hear that it didn't wasn't a problem. And, and that's a great thing that we sort of take for granted. But that's something we'll think about for novice players in the future is to make sure that we inform them of that. Because that's, that's a great idea. Well, and I, yeah. and I think... I think all that stuff is on the event tab of the Facebook page, but I, I, people are constantly, I mean, even people who have been in this game for 20 years, they just don't look at that tab. So I think we need to find a better way of, <laughs> yeah. of getting that information out. Cause yeah, on there, it actually says five hours for the game. So. Yeah, yeah, some sort of concise information. I, I think that he had assumed that because the time slots were about an hour and a half apart, that that's about oh, how sure. games went. Absolutely. Not not yeah. that we were going to be so staggered. I mean, because like I said, I was expecting, you know, two or three encounters maybe. And so that was a much smaller scale than, yeah. than it ended and, up being. And I offered to help with that. I can certainly write a fact that would explain all my questions. And, you know, um, but just having that linked at like the top of a top of the page, you know, when you first get to the site, like the AA, AAP rules are, are hidden at the bottom of the downloads tab. Yep. And, you're, and you're like, and, and that didn't really... That didn't even say rules to me. That's like that was like a addendum or something. I'm like, sure, sure. You know what I mean? It didn't. It, it, I there think, was no like start here or anything. So yeah, if we can get maybe you in touch with Dia to help get that together. I think using since you had just gone through this experience, using that sort of as an idea of of uh, of what we need, and you can really tell us that information of you know since we've been doing this for a long time, we don't know. And I think you, you sort of telling us, oh, make sure you have this, make sure you have that. That would be a great thing to have. Well, and it, it actually even feels like, um, I mean, we have we have that material, right? In the quick start rules, it has all of that stuff, like what shoes to bring and how much garb you're allowed to, you know, that you should bring and well, all that kind of stuff. But it feels like with the quick start rules and the AAP primer and the rule book and the, you know, flyer for the actual game and the pregame lore, I mean, that's just an yeah. enormous amount and trying to tell you what is important and what isn't is yeah so maybe like a couple just you know like this... i keep saying a couple pages but a couple pages of saying here's absolutely what you have to know here's your sure. quick start rules here's the information about how long it's going to be what time it is the bring lunch bug spray water um all that kind of stuff and then say and if you want to read more rules, here's what's going to be helpful, but not necessarily necessary at this point. Or, um, or even even little things like definition of lore master. Like, I have no idea that I had responsibilities. I, I, and finally, <laughs> the first I heard about being lore master is when another player was added to our team. And I was, uh, he was informed that I was the lore master. I'm like, okay, I, sure. I, <laughs> yeah, I got that I was organizing people. I didn't realize that I had like, you had a position. Yeah, I had things that I needed to tell people that I, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't so. know exactly what he was emailed and stuff, but I, it sounds like some of this is on the website, and then maybe some was emailed out. I don't know. It seems like now that we know, we can definitely go look up all this information, and that's no problem. But maybe when you've but got... you know what to look for, yeah. But you exactly. didn't before. Exactly. So maybe when you have newbie players, it's thanks for signing up here's an email with everything you need to know. Like, this is your one necessary sheet. Here's the attachment with your additional stuff if you guys have time to read it. Totally, kind of totally. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, there's people like me where, yeah, we're paging through things in the car on the way down trying to figure out what the heck's going on and saying, do I really need to read this? Do I really need to read these 30 pages of stuff? What do I, what do I need out of this? <laughs> so... Great. Sherman, is there anything else you'd like to add that you that you would change about IFGS? You, we sort of talked about this earlier, like I said, but is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, and it probably would just be the, uh, the, uh, the core mechanic and distilling it down to something that was a little bit more digestible and uh, lended itself better to live action play, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Will, final question? Yes, the final question. Okay. So if you could get one person, fictional or real, to play on your team, who would it be and why? 
Um, what's his name? Um, the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Gimli. Gimli. <laughs> I would love to have a Gimli because I appreciate humor. All right. John <laughs> Reese Davies. Yeah, John Reese Davies. I, I guess it'd have to be yeah, Legolas. Well, no, or... I think he's actually asking for. I think she's actually asking for Gimli. Oh, actual Gimli. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I don't want the actor. I want Gimli. <laughs> Actor's useless. Yeah, yeah he, he can't fight, and he's like six foot two. That's true. Yeah. No, I want a dwarf. <laughs> and, and Sherman, you, you want an elf? Yeah, you have to add Legolas no. to that just to, to Are you kidding? keep them in, in tandem. But I think then that's they're like, like a little pair, and they, they just like us. do their own thing together. Yeah, and then I, I, don't, I want them to pay attention to us. But they're way more effective that way. It is true. It might get to be a kind of a boring game if both of them are in the game with you. Like, okay, yeah, you guys go handle them again. Yeah, we're just gonna stand back here, and you guys let us know when you're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have fun. Well, uh, I think that's it for tonight. If you guys have, do you guys have any questions for us, or do you guys have anything else you guys would like to add or say, or no, you know, oh, advertise? Yeah, no. Other than we had a great time, and we we really appreciate all the work that everybody put into it. Um, yeah, I, it was it was far exceeded my expectations. What what I was going in for, um, had a blast. Yeah, and if anybody's listening and is in Fort Collins or Cheyenne and wants to get involved, they should touch base with us because we'll start making a list for everybody to um, get involved and coordinate driving down to your guys's area and stuff. And yeah, we own Griffin Games and Comics, um, which is spelled G R Y P H O N. For classic spelling, not the stupid new spelling. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. And then, um, uh, do you guys have a do you guys have a website you want to send people to, or? It's www.griffingamesandcomics.com. It's all spelled out. It's cool. the Great. longest website in the world, so. But it's yeah. hard to forget. I think people can type it. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, not necessarily to sell the store or anything, but if you guys are interested in doing stuff, so you can touch base with us there anytime, and because uh, we're hoping to get some stuff coordinated up in this area, and that'd be awesome. So. Nice. Fabulous. Well, thank you both so much. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Great. And uh, we're going to take another little break, and then uh, we're going to come back, and Will and I are going to talk a little bit about what's been going on with IFGS lately. So uh, thanks again to our two guests, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So what the heck has been going on with us lately? Is that not the way to ask that? Nah, I want to back up for a second. That was awesome. Like, I mean, when you get a new group of players, like, it's just really energizing to the, the group and the organization. And I don't know, it just makes me feel very hopeful for the future. I think what I'm trying to say is it's really rejuvenating and makes me very hopeful for the future. When you Absolutely. I'm, I'm a little, I mean, I'm, I'm naturally a cynic and we've, we've certainly had sort of this kind of flush of excitement before, which we have then flushed by having winter um yes i'm really hoping that we can keep something going i think it really means that like for the nexus game for example we really need that that sort of novice mini quest we were talking about yes um it would probably be useful uh, to have a fighter practice up in fort collins if someone wanted to organize that that would probably be a really good thing yeah totally but i know how how difficult that might be yeah Anyway, uh, so now I guess we can talk about what's been going on with us. So what's been really going on with nice us? people, really nice people. <laughs> and I was actually really impressed. Like, so give, let me give my impression now that now that they're gone and they can't defend themselves. Um, when they when they first showed up for the game, like they looked significantly less sort of geeky than I expected them to look. Right. Usually, people that have a certain amount of enthusiasm, I imagine them as sort of like you know, 17 to 20, you know, sort of the high school, like, woohoo, you know, like the, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Um, and when they walked up, they looked nothing like that. And I was like, oh, this is, this is not what I thought I was getting into. Um, and I was just, I was impressed with them from the get go. They, you know, they definitely seemed to get it. Um, there were some people in their team that were really like, like way, like picked things up and including fighting way faster than I expected. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was, I mean, and 
and watching watching what struggles they did have with the rules, I I think they did great for a novice team. So um, the the interesting thing is I knew nothing about the team except for you told me this guy Sherman wants to have a team and he posted on Facebook and I think I saw the post. But I have to admit I knew I never communicated with them, so I never really heard anything. You did all of all that. Right. So they showed up and I didn't know who they really were. I didn't know their experience level. I knew nothing about them. I just sort of trusted you that you would make it okay and get their team through the course and and that's all I had to do. It was just a really weird feeling like you know what a control freak I am. I felt very like sort of not in that realm with this team. I, I did not feel very controlled with this team. Just I, I didn't know and they were an unknown. Sure. But yeah, and then I showed up and you're like instructing them and, and teaching the rules. And I have to admit, a little bit of my control freakness came out and said, we need to get them on course. And I, I sat back for a second on my bike and I, I, I tried to take a breath and I said, Will is doing what he needs to do. This is way more important than keeping these teams on time. And I just sort of let it go. But I have to admit, there was about well five seconds that I was just all like, no, they have to go on course now. I don't care if they don't know the rules. So I'm thank you very much for taking care of them <laughs> and, and making sure they knew what they were doing before they went on course because I, I think it made a better experience for them. No worries. And uh, Bruce Raby and uh, Sean Slayton uh, both helped sort of put them through their paces and so I appreciate the help. Awesome. Writing. Writing. We are doing no writing. Oh, but I've, I've got this awesome um, thing I wanted to talk to you about at breakfast probably next week. So Great. I'll, I'll talk to you about it a little bit now. <laughs> so I was listening to this podcast on the way back from Missouri this week, and I went to Missouri for a race. And, Not this podcast. Uh, no, I was listening to a different podcast. And it had a Disney Imagineer on, and um, – he was sort of talking about he's sort of a an inventor, uh, innovator at at in Imagineering. He, yeah, okay, you're just using entirely made up words now. Okay, he uses tools before other people use tools. Like he's big into like virtual spaces and things like that. Anyways, sure. um, he was talking about you know do the tools sort of get in the way of designing these experiences, these themed experiences? And he said, you know, what he just has to remember is no matter what always go back to character and story. Like when you get mm. stuck in something, like character and story will win out over anything. And anyways, the reason I bring this up with writing is I feel like our best writing experiences and, and a lot of the best games that we've sort of played in are the ones where people have really delved very strongly into the character and the story and, and sort of tried to you know make an emotional connection with their participants. Yeah. And and anyways, it's just something I really want to keep in mind as we're writing our games for next season. I agree. I feel like um, I feel like one of the things one of the things that people enjoy and that I certainly enjoy, but you don't actually see a lot of, is um, NPC characters that you that you keep in your keep in your persistent world. Right? Sure. I don't necessarily mean things that writers keep in, but I mean. Um, you know, I feel like we we tried to have some people like Marcus Griffin, right? Who people would get a strong feeling about, and you know, they would be like, "Oh, that Marcus Griffin guy, I really like him." Or, um, you know, I I feel like that was that is something I would like to explore more is NPCs that stand out that you know are you know, that people want to have in their lives, that they think about, that they meet more than once. And they maybe care about, that they care about if something happens exactly. to them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard because, you know, the NPC, the player that's that's playing that NPC might, you know, not be around. Like, we had to switch Marcus Griffin because one yeah, of exactly. our where people quit at uh, IFGS. But... Coward. <laughs> I think there are ways to still do that. Either, you know, make the character strong enough or introduce them through writing and through, I, I don't know what. But I think there are ways that we can we can work around that. Yeah, so. and, and we've certainly had the opposite problem where we've had NPCs that I thought were going to be real, that were meant to be really strong, that were meant to have that... Um, some sort of feeling associated with them that were just played entirely differently by the NPC or, you know, whatever, you know, we had to throw someone the role at the last minute who wasn't prepared for it. And it just ends up being not right. So you really do need sort of a dedicated NPC who wants that, who, who wants that role and a good role. I agree. So. Yeah. Um, sanctioning. 
sanctioning. Oh, right. <sighs> um, so, I mean, the, you'd have to tell me what the sanctioning committee's working on. Um, Not much. For me, sanctioning, I have uh, the rewrite of Sable Pass still in sanctioning. Uh, that should be coming back here soon, at which point I'll do the AAP 6.2 conversion and put it through its final paces for May. Um, and the other thing that's going on is the Persistent Magic Shop. Um, the Persistent Magic Shop is basically a huge, huge catalog of pre-built magic items um, that... Uh, I and my sanction committee are trying to figure out what the hell to do with. Gotcha. Yeah, no, sanction committee is sort of dead. We're Sable Pass. I'm helping sanction that. Uh, last go-around was really, really clean, so I think it'll be sanctioned soon. We got the second game of next summer into sanctioning, uh, Jonathan's game, Land of Gold. Oh, you um, got it in? Yep, he got it in, and it's assigned a subcommittee, and so awesome. that's moving forward. Um, I got appointed to the SSC, so I'm going right. to be on the SSC with you, which will be interesting. Hopefully I can bridge some communication between DB and and the society. Um, yeah. Other than that, not much. We need to get games in. And for that reason, I need to have a meeting with game writers to talk to them about getting their games in. Yeah, I know and, your schedule's been pretty rough, though. Yeah, and October's no better, so probably November is when that's going to happen. But Cool. FRC? FRC is fascinating. So... Um... You, you wrote something in the agenda here that I think is false. I did? Yeah. Moving? Yeah, is it moving? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Um, we, um, we're moving. We're moving forward. Um, so the Denver Boulder Board had a little, I don't know, like poll, whatever, um, recently that said that they were interested in, um, in moving forward towards an 8.0 rule system. Um, and as such, I put it to the FRC as a vote to see whether we wanted to start moving towards 8.0. And, um, I don't have all the votes in yet, but right now it is three vote, <clears throat> three votes in favor. That's so, awesome. Um, so it looks like we are going to start moving towards 8.0. And what that means is, uh, we're going to start really really lightly um we're just basically going to talk to two of our members who were there through the the six i guess it's six eight to seven oh change um and find out you know sort of ring them dry of any wisdom they might have um and that's where we're going to start and then we'll sort of use that as our basis for picking people come March, because we have those those two same people are uh, stepping down from the FRC right. for the first time in decade and a half, I guess. Wow. Um, it might not be that long. I think I think maybe Sid's been there seven years. Pat's been there. I think he's been there over 10. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> so when we fill those two positions, we'll definitely be looking at people who are willing to put in the time and who have the interest and sort of capacity to help us move forward to Thedo. And we'll be talking to the society board about moving that direction. Awesome. So. Very cool. So yeah, what do you mean we're lying? <laughs> I don't know. I just had a sense from from some communications from you that maybe I don't know. Anyway. We're moving. Okay. We're moving it's slowly and delicately we're not gonna try and shove anything through. We're not gonna go without buy in. We're just we're just moving that direction. We're going to start asking questions about what people like, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, production? Uh, I, I have something to say. I finished a game, and it was pretty exhausting. Uh, Heart of the Islands just finished. It was, it was a beast. We did six teams one day. I think that's a big um, no-no in the future. We just don't quite have the people <laughs> to support that at this point. But uh, it was good. I think a lot of people had a good time, so that was good. I, I've separated all the props and washed all the garb and everything's in boxes to go back to their owners. So I have to do some, some returning of stuff. But other than that, we're not producing anything upcoming right now. I mean, we might nope. do something in the winter, but at this point, I think it's, it's actually a really nice time to sort of relax a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm using that time to try and work through my Colorado foam forge queue. Um, did some work today on a couple of pieces and uh, yeah, hopefully get that cleared out 
sometime here soon. Awesome. And then upcoming games? Nexus in January, Jonathan? Uh, Nexus in January. Awards Banquet, Sable November 9th. Pass. Yep, yep. Uh, November 9th at the Boulder Clubhouse. Yep. So looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to your the thing you're going to get. Ha ha. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess it's I'm... pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be fun. Um, I want my second. I want my second one. How close are you? Not that close. Twenty away. So what it is is there's uh, an award that Will's talking about. That you no, get. about nine, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. I guess you get an award if you produce uh, twenty-five games or write twenty-five games. Uh, you get an award. It's a pretty cool award. So hopefully we'll. I think I'm up for it, and I don't know if anyone else is. This... No, nope, it should be just you this time. Okay. Cool. Um. I think that's really about it. So it was a great season all around. Uh, maybe we'll do a recap show at some point. We've got definitely some good guests coming up. Uh, Wintertime is back, so that means hopefully the Battle College Fight Casts, our YouTube series, might start up again. Um, yeah. We've I think there's we learned some stuff about maybe do one for novice players. Um, yeah, I, I I realized that I have a giant like. I, I know how to handle novice players. I don't know how to handle real novice players right sure like i i know how to deal with people who are like new to and new to pcing I, some of that stuff i had not even considered for I, like i'm surprised it hasn't come up before right yeah like it just seems like obvious kind of duh work like why why didn't we have that well i think that a lot of novices start by mpcing people have told me this before right and, yeah, sure. and I think that's got to be true that oftentimes we, we wrangle people in. We say, hey, come help us out with this game and NPC a little bit. And, you know, this game was something very different where we actually had – or they're playing on a team with experienced players that could sort of walk them sure. through it. Or, or they go to fighter practices or something, yeah. Sure. But we didn't have any of that. This was a totally brand new team playing for the first time, not knowing anything about, you know, our group. And uh, I think that there are definitely some new challenges there. Yeah, actually, I, th I think that's part of it. Is I, I think I'm used to, you know, three n three absolutely new people on a team with two veterans, you know. Right. And having a team, a full team that was that had never done anything before, like I can't, I don't think that's ever happened before in my knowledge. So that's sounds like we're gonna have some more of them though. So yeah. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Well, thank you everyone for joining us, and uh, we'll be back at you soon. And remember, I have one more thing actually. Oh, yep. Um, if, as far as IFGS goes, some hopefully by the end of this week, I will be turning AAP six point two over to the Denver Boulder Sanctioning Committee to have a look at. And I think and... it goes without saying, if anyone else wants to look at it and give comments, they're welcome to. Yeah, please, absolutely. Great. So yeah, that'll be out hopefully soon. So, all right. Anyways, uh, thanks everyone, and have a good night. And remember, fighters fight. Fighters fight. fight.